everyone. Welcome back. We're now on episode two of my brand new podcast, What We're Watching. I really hope you enjoyed the first episode. And if you haven't heard it yet, go and check it out over on Spotify or Amazon Music. Right now on to today's episode. First of all, I chatted to my guest from the great British public, Ellie Patterson, a philosophy university student from up in Lancaster. Should we start off by, I know you would have watched this because we've talked about the series, the circle final last oh my God, Friday. Yes. yes. Were you happy with the outcome? I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit disappointed. Really? Okay, we, can, we can say who it is, by the way, because I'm going to put my big like spoiler alert klaxon on. Okay. You know, like when I edit post-production, I'll whip it on. So like we can say that <laughs> Felix won. AKA yeah. Natalia. So what who did you want to win? I wanted Saeed. Okay, yeah. I thought he was just I, the guy who was it who was playing Saeed? Um Hashu. Yeah. 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 He I just oh, he was so sweet. Yeah. And I just thought he was playing like a, he wasn't horrible with being a catfish or anything. But, but to be honest, I was just happy as long as it wasn't Manrika. Me too. Anyone but Manrika. And I, think I thought it was quite funny how Manrika's vote caused, caused Felix. Felix to win. to win. And what made me even more happy in the end was that, like, I actually really wanted Andy to win because I felt really bad that he'd been played by her the whole time. I felt really bad for him. And then when everyone said that he was there, uh, everyone was like, oh my God, you're my best friend. Yeah. And then he was rated lowest. And I then felt he was bad. rated lowest. I felt really bad for him. So I kind of wanted him to win because he, like, got his way back up. But in a way, it was sweeter that Felix beat Manrika because it was the whole thing of like, she liked Hashu, even though he was a catfish. She liked Andy because he wasn't. But then her face when he walked through, the, well, when Natalia walked through the door and she'd been playing her. The it whole was brilliant. Time, and then her vote wins it for him. It was just kind of that bit at the end. That I thought, this is so funny. This is so it funny. It had the same vibe as, you know, in the first series. Did you watch the first series? Oh, who was that? With with um, was, the, with the guy that was his girlfriend, Alex? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, he, he was like pretending to get with the other guy. I think his name was Dan. It had yeah. the same vibe yeah. when they met each other. But just Manrika's a lot more fiery. So I was a bit scared. I thought it was going to turn into a full-on fight. Like I thought... Manrika's face like was panned it was like zoomed in on when like Natalia walked through the door I thought she is going to stand up and fight her she is going to stand up and fight her it's because she said to um Hashu as well if it's a catfish hold me back yes yeah and I was like come on man come on (laughs) and the thing that got me as well was she was saying to Hashu when like well Saeed at this point like all throughout the game oh yeah uh, my feelings are genuine I really like this boy like we might have a future on the outside and then as soon as Natalia walks through the door she goes oh well I could have fallen for you you know you could have fooled me you could have like (laughs) won me over and broken a girl's heart and I was just sat at home going she did she did do all of those things yeah yeah and we know it because we've seen it all we've seen it all okay That's the other thing is that she was going, why didn't you guys warn me that? Um, yeah. And I said, I was literally like, Tally did. Yeah. And you blocked her. Yeah. Like, you didn't take any of the signs, but oh my God. They're doing, um, what's it? Um, they're doing applications for the next series. You should do I, it. I think we should go in together. Who would we go in as? 
I reckon because old people, like if you go proper old, yeah, people like them. You have but, to like, pick someone late. from your old people's home. Shall I? You'd have to pick whatever the like sweetest old person is at the old people's home. We'll go in as them. We should do that. Yeah. We actually. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Can you imagine typing care. in? Oh, I'm really sorry. Like you're emailing your lecturers. I've got to have a month and a bit off of uni because I'm going into the circle. <laughs> I mean, it would work out quite well for me because obviously I could just go in there as, as like an investigative <laughs> journalist and be like, oh my God, the circle is so set up. The circle does this, that and the other. Can you imagine? That like, I could go in there so, as a uni for, project. What, what? What could I say as philosophy? For You're going in there to analyse the other social players. Social experiment. Like, I don't know. Yes, social experiment. <gasps> this is perfect. Ethics. The ethics of it all. Yeah. There yeah, we go. The ethics of being a catfish. That's a very no, good idea. That's our dissertation. Done. Yeah, that's a very good idea. Okay, we'll fill out the application yeah. form after the podcast. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> and what about um, Line of Duty? Have you been watching that? Because that's been obviously huge. They've all been chatting about that's it on Google Box. Is this series six now? Yeah, this is series I've six. I've watched all the other five, but I haven't started this series yet. Oh my God, have you? Yeah. You've watched the other five? Yeah, have you? No, I've just... No. I, yeah, I've literally just started series one because series six has been on and everyone's been raving about it. And like, I watched Gogglebox and they're all saying how brilliant it is. And obviously they've watched the whole way through. And yeah. I felt like I was missing out. So I've started you from started. episode... Yeah, I've started literally from series one, episode one. And I'm not going to lie, I'm like four episodes in and I'm really enjoying it. Like, I wish I'd started it sooner. Yeah, it is fantastic. I get so confused, though. Yeah. Like, it's one of them that I need to Google what actually happened. Yeah. Afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Like after yeah. a series, I'm like, right, let me just have a recap. Yeah. Well, do, you is... know, do you know Jenny off of Gogglebox? You know, yeah. like Jenny and Lee. She takes notes, she? She's got a notepad and she's like, oh, yeah, hey, um, she's got like all the different terms down for like when they're making an arrest or like when they're doing this, that and the other, when they're going undercover. She's got all like the terms down of what they mean. It's brilliant. And yeah. have you been watching um, Too Close at the minute, that like new three part drama that started this week? Yeah, that's the, the finals on tonight, isn't it? Finals on tonight, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's why I thought we should, last night I brought it up because I'm, yeah. I'm quite excited to find out what happens. Me too, it's intense. Yeah. So have you finished series, have you finished episode two as well? Yeah, yeah, I've watched okay, both. Yeah. I, I cannot wait to find out what happens no, though. But I don't really, you know, like you watch a murder mystery and you know how it's going to end. You've got like, you know that the killer is going to be found out. Yeah. I don't really know where this is going to go because it's already what, gone out. What's going to be the, like, the plot twist or something? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What's there's going to be, gonna be there's going to be something, but I don't know what it was because I thought it might have been something to do with Ness, like the husband having the affair, but that's already happened. So exactly. I don't really know what's going to happen tonight. But I've seen the picture for tonight, and I think there's a fire, which obviously we just saw at the end of episode two, didn't we? She starts to set the on fire. Yeah. But I don't know. And there's got to be something else with the policewoman and her daughter as well, I think. Because her daughter's dead, isn't she? Yeah, I think so. And she'd gone to track down that truck driver, hadn't she? Yeah. Yeah, so I reckon there's something more with that as well that's going to come out. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to see what happens tonight anyway. And um, this weekend, obviously, there was a load of new Saturday night shows starting because obviously Saturday night takeaway is now finished. So yeah. they've got to fill the gap. 
and they had Game of Talents on ITV and it's competing against um, I Can See Your Voice on BBC. So they're on at the same time. It's a little bit like, um, you know, X Factor and Strictly, you know, a little bit of competition. Yeah. And I actually watched I Can See Your Voice because it had Paddy McGuinness hosting it and Amanda Holden was one of the judges and it just, and Jimmy Carr, that was it. And I just quite liked them. So I thought, oh, I'll go what is it? It's pure cheese. But it's quite good. It's like pure Saturday night cheese. And it is, well, it was two guys this weekend. You have the celebrity panel and you have six people that come out and they have these kind of personas. So one of them was a teacher. One of them was a rising star. One of them was a songwriter, a queen of clubs, a pitch perfect. So he was like a rugby player. And they kind of have these like personas and, um, you basically they 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 have a lip syncing round, so they have to lip sync to either themselves or a really good singer if they're awful. Do you know what I mean? Like, and they're yeah. really good at lip syncing as well. Like, it looks quite spot on. Okay. And yeah. So they do that, and then they eliminate a couple, and then they do another round where you get to know them a bit more. You know, like their lives, and then they eliminate a couple more, and then they're left with two at the end that you like kind of find out if they're good or bad singers. And imagine eliminating someone because of their life story. Yeah, exactly. And it was that kind of thing. They had to call out. They had to be like, oh, no, I don't believe she goes to the Brit school. Oh, no, I don't believe she does this, that or, or the other. And it was actually it was quite good. But also, you know, like when you have pointless telly. Yeah. It and there's not really a point, you know, like you watch a drama and you're like, oh, OK, that was really good to watch. That's pointless telly. There's no point in me watching six people like lip syncing. But it actually ended up being quite good because you're sat there. And it's a bit like The Masked Singer. Do you watch The Masked Singer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like that. And you're sat there at the end and you're like, right, I reckon they're bad. I reckon they're bad. And then they come out and they're, they're phenomenal. And it's that shock. It's that same shock as like when they take the mask off. Yeah. That kind of thing. But yeah, okay. I mean, I think you would quite enjoy it. You you like a bit of like cheesy Saturday night TV. I love a bit of Saturday night TV. Yeah, so I think yeah. it would be right up your street. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, it was quite good. I feel like I need to go on alone because they do have... I mean, awful singers. There was this one woman that I was sure was good. I was absolutely sure was good. And she came out and she was awful. Like, I mean, tone deaf. And it was, it was actually really good. It was quite funny to watch. Can I just add, the show that me and Ellie were just chatting about, Too Close, was phenomenal. I watched the finale after I spoke to Ellie and... It was really good. I would 100% recommend catching up with Too Close on ITV Hub if you haven't already watched it. Now, they say never to work with children or animals, but I was lucky enough to be joined by the syndicate star, Liberty Hobbs, who told me something very different. Obviously, as you know, the syndicate is on BBC One at the moment. And as we've just seen in the second episode, you and the other characters have just arrived in Monaco. So, well, it looks like absolute paradise there. And I've read that you travel a lot in general anyway. So what was it like to film in Monaco? Oh, wow. It was unreal. It was definitely an unreal. Like that scene that you see in the show where us um, four, I'm trying to count in my head, yeah, us four are in the van and we're arriving in Monaco and we're like, oh my God, can you see the boats? And that was literally us because it was the same us four in the van from the airport when we actually flew there to film. Yeah. And so it that was actually 
our reactions when we were um, arriving in Monaco. And we were actually like, oh my God, can you believe what this place looks like? This is insane. So yeah, that was like genuine responses. We just reacted the way we did when we actually landed. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a different place. We were staying in um, just over the border in France, in Cap d'Ail. And then we would film in Monaco, which... Yeah. I was actually very surprised how small Monaco is. You can like walk the whole distance of, of Monaco. Um, it's definitely a different place, but it was it was an unreal experience, definitely once in a lifetime. Yeah, for sure. And you were you were originally gonna film in Las Vegas though, weren't you? Yeah, we were before the um pandemic. We it was set to film in Las Vegas, which is actually about four hours from where I live. I live oh, just okay. outside of Los Angeles. So I was gonna be like, oh, close to home. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, we weren't sure if the show was even going to go ahead. And then when we got word that it was going to go ahead, they said, okay, the location is going to change to Monaco because um, it's a bit easier, you know, to film in France and get everybody yeah. to Europe. Um, and then actually, you know what, I think it ended up being better for the story. Yeah. Um, just the way that everything goes. And I think everyone agreed with that. And even Kay, I think, was happier with the fact that it ended up being Monaco. And obviously, as you say there, um, there were so many things this year that have had to change because of the pandemic. And obviously, it must have been so tricky trying to navigate the filming of the syndicate compared to other shows, because obviously some of it was set over here. Some of it you filmed over in the UK and some of it was over in Monaco. So what was it like to film the show during Corona? What were the difficulties that you like faced because of it? Oh yeah, it was definitely different. I've never been on set before where there was like, I, I didn't know what to expect at all. And usually I can kind of gauge what to expect in some sort of way from a new job. Yeah. Um, and I had, I had literally no idea what I was gonna walk into with this. And I don't think anybody did really. Nobody really knew what was gonna happen. Everyone was kind of just, you know, taking the guidelines as they came and just a day at a time. And we had an amazing COVID coordinator called Phil. You know, we had weekly COVID tests. Everybody had like a replacement in some sort of way, except us, except, you know, the main yeah. cast members. The main cast members were staying in the same apartment. And so we literally just didn't go any, anywhere. Um, we, if we wanted to hang out, we would just hang out with each other. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, and we just did that for the whole time we were filming and, and everybody did really all of the crew as well just committed their lives to the show so that they didn't get sick yeah 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 and you say there that if you needed any social time you kind of you kind of just had each other this main cast so yeah. do you think that because of corona you you bonded even better than you would have anyway working together oh yeah a hundred percent um because normally the days that we would have had off, you know, I know me personally being in England, I would have been here, then there and everywhere, like going to see family, going to see friends. Yeah. Um, and so I wouldn't have had those days and that time to spend with them. Yeah. Um, and I know probably it's probably the same for them. They've all got, you know, family and um, boyfriends and girlfriends and things that they probably would have wanted to see. Um, and because we couldn't do that, like we just were with each other. Yeah. And so we took that time to really get to know each other on, on personal levels. And that I think helped on set. 
and then in our scenes as well. Yeah, yeah, of course, because when you have these scenes together, it must be even better kind of playing alongside each other if you've got this bond already. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think so, and I hope that, that it shows on screen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you all look so close watching it. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a brilliant show. And, oh, thank you. Um, other than, obviously, filming in Monaco and this fabulous cast you got to work with, what attracted you to the part of Gemma? You know, initially I was like the second I got the role, I always say there's like a feeling you get when there's just this role you know you're meant for. And I knew, I mean, you never know if you're going to get it or not. Like that is just something out of your control. But there is like one in every, I don't know, 50 to 100 auditions that you get where you immediately connect with either the story or the character or something and this was that one for me um I you know read the initial breakdown and then they sent me the first three scripts and I immediately connected with with Gemma because of the fact of where she was from it said in the breakdown she was from Hull and that is where I'm from I'm from near there she um has an absolute love of dogs I do as well so um, she lives with her grandma I moved back home when I was young to take care of my grandma who had cancer and it was, so it was just these little like characteristics about her that like were parallel to me yeah. and I was like oh my god this is me in a way yeah. I don't really have to do much yeah. <laughs> and so just Kay Mella just a Kay Mella storyline was like wow so there was just all these things that just popped out at me and then the fact that I didn't really have to act much for lack of better words because the character just felt like me so much yeah that's kind of what drew me initially to it um and then I actually sent my audition tape and Kay was here in New York um and so she actually asked me to go meet her in New York and um so it was all really really quick like it was in a matter of like a week and then I was like waiting for a week after I got back from New York <clears throat> to hear if I got it or not, which was a painstaking week. <laughs> and um, and I and then I found out I booked it. So it was all just really quick, and it was just one of those that like fell into to place. Yeah. And so um, you can just tell from when you get it if you know if you connect and stuff. And this was definitely one of those. Yeah, and. You obviously mentioned Kay there quite a lot over in the UK. Obviously, she is um, just such a well-known writer. You see Girlfriends and The Syndicate and In The Club that she wrote, and her name is always on the front. Like, it's what drags people in to watch these shows. You think, oh, Kay Mellor, brilliant, I'll watch that. So what was it like to work with her on something? And did did you get the chance to learn lots from her on set? Oh, yeah. Uh, she is a boss like I think that's the only really word to describe her like boss just encompasses everything she just you know is brilliant and um I did I learned so much from her um about you know behind the scenes in front of the camera she's she's great I really really truly enjoyed working with her you know we have a a writer here called Shonda Rhimes. She actually, she just did Bridgerton, which is why she's probably oh, known yeah. now in in England. And when people were asking me here about Kay, I would say, you know, she's the British version of Shonda Rhimes because Shonda Rhimes here before Bridgerton did all of the 
US dramas that people would, would say, oh, okay, so Shonda Rhimes has got her name on the front, yeah. that's people would watch it. Yeah. And so I would compare her to, to that. And so yeah. then people would understand, you know, oh, okay, so K is that. She's just, oh yeah, I loved, I really truly loved working with her. And obviously before this series of The Syndicate, she had written the previous three as well. Have you watched the previous series of The Syndicate? And did this mean that you kind of had maybe a preconception of what kind of storyline you'd be like sinking your teeth into? Because I've read a lot and obviously I've watched this series and the past series. So I, I get with what people are saying, it's, it's very different to the other series. In the, in the other ones, obviously they win the money, they spend the money, they have all the troubles with being millionaires. But obviously in this series, you guys haven't even got the money yet. You've got to yeah. go and play this like, cat and mouse game out in Monaco to, to try and even get your money. Before I auditioned, before I sent my tape, I watched a few episodes of series one to try and get the tone of the writing. And um, cause I knew that um, from reading the script, I knew that it was different. I knew that it was a newer, younger, fresher feel, but it's also the syndicate still. So I kind of wanted to get a feel of what it was like um, and I do remember watching Kay Mellor stuff with my grandma. And then after I'd sent my tape, I watched more, I watched the rest of series one and then I watched series two and three. It is definitely got that, that cat and mouse game that you, you said and, and everything. And I think, I think that's cool. I think that is like, cause there was a lot of, of people like, oh, okay. So under the series of the syndicate, so they win the money and then, you know, this and that. Yeah. And I'm like, no, just watch it. Cause it is a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is very different. And obviously something that also must have been different for you is I believe The Syndicate is your um, first role as a television series regular. Is that right? Yeah, it is. It's my first um, yeah series reg, which was great. An honour to be with Kane Mellor as, as my first. Yeah, of course. And um, and you played obviously supporting characters in the, in the past in Grey's Anatomy and Criminal Minds as well. And obviously they're both American shows, but the syndicate is very British. So what were kind of the differences between the guest roles that you'd had before and working as kind of a main character on something and getting to explore your own character story more than supporting, you know, the story that was already going on? And also what was it like to work on a British show as opposed to these American shows that you've been on before? Oh my God, yeah, so many. So first of all, the... British set like I always answer this question in a way of like there was a lot of differences but the main one that kind of jumps out which is like so little and minuscule but it's like people don't think about it is the terminology that's used on set and used just in like when I would get emails and things like that it's like people think oh American and, Eng and England it's like um the same language it's not <laughs> so like being on set it, that's something that really shows so the terminology that was used on set I, like little words I would be like wait what's the equivalent of that in America so I would like ask my uh, castmate Emily Head and because uh, she's worked out here in in America as well okay, and, uh, yeah. can you just can you like you know fill me in <laughs> and so little things like little things like that would be the differences. And then, um, you know, 
this obviously as you said this is my first series regular so I was able to create Gemma from the ground up and I felt like I was able to tell her story from the beginning so little idiosyncrasies I was able to create you know the little headband thing yeah. we created that with hair and makeup Kay really wanted you know the headband thing so I kind of worked with hair and makeup to um, see what style we wanted with it and then um, just like her like manners and her mannerisms and then just being able to to tell her story from the beginning rather than just being there to back up someone else's story um having my own storyline and yeah. and having all of the layers and working on on every layer that she has was really great and a blessing for me because i learned so much doing that um in grays and criminal minds you know as i said i was just there to support other people so i didn't really have that opportunity so yeah it was really 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 fulfilling for me to be able to just have the whole 360 of the character yeah yeah of course and obviously a lot of people say never to work with children or animals but Gemma is a drug a dog groomer and obviously you said yourself earlier on you love dogs so what was this like to kind of have these dogs on set all the time I bet they were just incredibly well trained but what was that like to film alongside not just like one or two but loads absolutely loads of dogs what was that like oh my god it was amazing um I loved it I always said to the crew I was like if you can't find me I'll be like over with the dogs like if you're trying to find where I am just ask where the dogs are and I'll be there um yeah it was incredible there was some little puppies that we had um there was a Dalmatian puppy who was just the cutest thing ever but obviously because she was so young she not wasn't fully trained yet and so yeah. she was just mental. <laughs> and um, and there was a, some other like puppies as well that were just um, mental as well. It was so cute. And then um, there was other dogs. That, there was a dog that we called Sprog in the show who comes and gets the um, sleeping bag. I think she, she oh, was yeah, just in there. Yeah, yeah. And she was so incredibly trained well. I, we were just all so impressed. Um, and then obviously Ava, who plays Duke, was just the cutest thing and like the laziest dog. We had a photo shoot with her and she was just, she just got up on the couch and just like wanted to sleep. And we we're like, come on, now you need to take your photos. So I, I, I loved it. I have thousands of pictures with those dogs on my phone. Thousands. Oh, that, sounds, that just sounds amazing. I don't know if you could hear, but my dogs were just barking in the background as well. So I'm still sure you hear that. But that, sound, that just sounds incredible. I bet you won't get another filming experience like that. It must be, it'll just be so unique. You'll always remember yeah. it, won't you? Yeah, oh, it was amazing. And um, can I ask, what would you do if, like your character, you won £27 million? What would be your plans? Oh, I mean, people ask me this question all the time. And I, I really do. I, I say this every time that I need to sit down and think about it. And I genuinely, and I never do. And I genuinely do need to think about it because my castmate Kieran has this amazing answer about like race cars in his back garden. And like, and I have a boring answer of like investments and like buy a house and all this, <laughs> but I don't know, like I would probably, you know, buy a house here in LA and then probably buy one in England as well. So I can go back and forth. I know it's boring, but save a lot of it. <laughs> I'd probably um, donate a lot of it to animals and charities and things. Um, genuinely, homelessness is a really big problem in LA. So I'd probably donate a lot of that. Um, 
I, I probably would buy a random things. I just don't know what yet because I haven't yeah. allowed my brain to go even go there. Yeah. <laughs> and um, a lot of people in the industry just cringe when they watch themselves on the TV. And like I kind of cringe when I hear myself back in like interviews that I do. I think people just tend to do it. But do you enjoy, like, would you sit down and watch yourself on the syndicate now? Do you like seeing yourself on the TV or not? Oh no, oh my gosh, I'm so judgmental of myself with every like decision that I made. I I remember when the, the first episode came out, my mum was really cute. She knew that we couldn't have our premiere in England that we were gonna have um, because of COVID. And so she made like a little premiere in the back garden for me with like a little blow up movie screen and invited like neighbors and things like that and friends. And um, I was like cringing watching it. And I, I always do this. I always cringe watching it. And then I'm sitting there like judging every little scene that I do. Um, and so, no, I try not to. I'll watch it once just to like, so I know what's happened. So that yeah. if people ask me about it, I can, you know, comment yeah. on it. But I judge myself all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking, I think we had a conversation about this actually on set about if we watch it and I think everybody had the same similar answer and it's so strange because for people who love to be acting and on camera and stuff we hate watching that, it. yeah yeah and yeah. um does it does it feel weird sometimes if you as you say you like will watch it back the once does it feel weird like do things look different when they actually come out on screen to how you remember them when you film because obviously you know these people so well, but when you're watching them on screen, they're these different characters. And obviously you have filmed this and you might remember it in one way, but then when it comes out on screen, you might go, oh, really? Did we do that? I don't remember. Or that isn't how I remember it being like. Does that happen quite a lot? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. And I think as well, because we do several takes and angles of different scenes, yeah. they'll edit different ones together. Okay. Um, and so sometimes it'll be like, that's not how I remember that yeah. scene going. Um, and because it was such a long time ago as well, a lot of the time I'll just forget forget yeah. how it went. Um, but I think what was strange for this one as well was because of COVID, normally, you know, we would be on set a lot more with different people scenes and we would have had a table read. So I would have met other characters. Yeah. I literally never met Richard Fairburn, never met... Um, the actor who played Keely's brother. Oh. Net, like, and so watching this um, now, I'm, I'm like, oh my, oh my God. Like, yeah. I had no idea who was playing these roles. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I'd seen their pictures up in yeah. like the production office and stuff, but I never met them. And so, and I never seen them on set. Usually, you know, we would pr we'd probably run into each other on set yeah. at some point in a non-COVID world. Yeah. Um, and so it's just crazy to see the story. I mean, Emily had storyline that came on um, on an episode two. Obviously, I knew about it from the script, but just to see it come alive and see what it was, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And um, so it's, it's just very, very different, this show, obviously, because of COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course. And now that we're on the subject of what you watch on the television, as you probably know, the premise of this podcast is to have a guest on, like yourself from the industry, and kind of get their views on television. So 
forgive me if I haven't heard of your answer because obviously you're over in America, aren't you? So you might be watching different things that we've got on over here, but what have you chosen to be your TV heaven? So something that you've really enjoyed or just couldn't stop watching? Oh my God. See, I suck at this question because I can never pick one. So my all-time favourite show that I could just watch over and over and never get bored of in my entire life is Friends. Okay, yeah. That's a great never, answer. Like, I can never, like, stop watching that. Ever, 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 ever. But I also love, you know, those silly, like, drama teen shows of, like, you know, like, Riverdale. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, a new, Nan- there's a Nancy Drew, but it's, like, yeah. a, like an adulty Nancy Drew. Yeah. Um, or like Waterloo Road. That's like the UK one, isn't it? A Waterloo Road. Did you watch yeah. that? I haven't seen that, but I have heard of it. Yeah, you probably, if you like Riverdale, and I haven't watched Riverdale, but it's kind of seems like Waterloo Road is like, not in a bad way, but the low budget British version of Riverdale. It's kind of, it, it's, it. I love Waterloo Road though. That is very yeah. good. Yeah, but Friends, I think that has to be the top would watch that every if there was nothing else ever created friends would be I could watch that over and over yeah that's a great choice that is yeah. I can't argue with that whatsoever that's a brilliant choice and <laughs> um what would be your tv house <laughs> so just something you've really not enjoyed oh gosh it's tough just don't pick the syndicate and you'll be fine no okay. <laughs> um if my granddad was here right now, he'd list like 10 things because he's very judgmental. Um, <laughs> oh, one show that I watched recently that I didn't hate it, but I just thought I'm not in love with this. Yeah. Um, but I still watched the first episode for this reason is Emily in Paris on um, okay. Netflix. Yeah. I thought it was a bit slow, but, and I didn't love it. I mean, it was okay, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I don't like a show, I'll still watch the first episode or two because I like to watch things like that that I don't love in like an actory brain and just kind of watch things and like kind of figure out maybe why I don't like it. Is it something to do with the production? Is it something to do with the acting? Like, what is it? And use it as like learning. I know that sounds yeah. probably really lame, but um, just cause then I feel like maybe if I can figure out why I don't like it, maybe then in my next job, it's something I cannot do. Yeah. yeah. No, so, I completely um, get that because I'm obviously not an actor, but I do television and media production at uni. So like yeah. when I watch something and I don't really like it, I will I will definitely watch the first maybe, I mean, up to three episodes. I can't really go past that because then I just get too <laughs> bored. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like sometimes I'll watch the first few and I'll go like, why have they zoomed in there? Why are they doing this? Why are they moving the camera like yeah. that? And I kind of know why I don't like it. And yeah. I feel like if I didn't do this uni course, Maybe I would have liked the show. Maybe I'm just watching it thinking, why would they zoom in like that? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of thing. I 100% get that because I do, I do the same thing. And I think the last one I remember doing that to was Emily, Emily in Paris. Okay, fair enough. I haven't watched that. So I can't argue or st- I can't stand up for it or like agree with you on that one. But <laughs> I'll, get, I'll, I'll see. I'll well, watch it. it. It got renewed. It got renewed. So there must have been, it must have been must people have been that did like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me for like episode two. It's brilliant to have you on and I've had a great time chatting to you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
and I'm looking forward to watching you obviously on the rest of the syndicate in the coming weeks. Oh, thank you. I'm hoping you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I will. I just wish it was all available to binge. I just wish it was on iPlayer and then I could go straight on there and binge it all. It will be in like a month. Okay, I'll <laughs> hold on, I'll hold on, I'll carry on. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks, bye. bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me for episode two of my podcast, What We're Watching. Come back here next month for episode three, where I'm joined by Casualty star Olivia DeLima and another guest from the Great British Public.